Today, I'm going to be speaking to you on a subject that um, every one of us have experienced, and there are um, probably 98, 99% of people in here that need to deal with this issue in a biblical way, and as a result, you're going to walk out of here with a smile on your face. I don't know how you walked in. I don't know what pressures have come to bear upon your life, but I do know this. You can walk out of here happy, joyful, excited about what God has done in your heart and your life, and that's exactly what I'm believing for, amen? So today, we're gonna be talking about guilt-free, guilt-free. God wants every person to walk guilt-free. Now, there are two different individuals that I want to talk about today. Number one, there are people within the sound of my voice that are not born again. You believe in God in your mind, no doubt, but you don't have a personal relationship with Christ. You are not guilt-free. But the good news is you can become guilt-free today. Uh, think about it. Guilt is a terrible thing. Guilt makes you feel bad. Guilt is a disruption of your spiritual and emotional well-being. So guilt is not a good thing, but sin will always produce guilt. So picture this. If you are um, 19, like I was when I came to Christ, I had 19 years of guilt built up in my life. I had committed many sins, Maybe not as much as some of you by the time you hit 19, but I had, I had quite a pile of guilt. But when I walked into a little church on a Tuesday afternoon and gave my heart to Christ, I'm telling you, I walked out of there guilt-free. I mean, it was an explosion that happened in my life. I was overwhelmed. I was lighthearted. I started doing things that I didn't do previously. I went home, hugged my mother, crying, tried to hug my brother. He pushed me away, thought I was crazy. I was. I was crazy in love with Jesus at that moment. And I was guilt-free for the first time in my life. So today, you can experience that. Then there is a person sitting here and in the campuses listening you have been born again, but there are things that are in your life you haven't asked forgiveness for. You're still letting that thing drag with you into your future. You drug it into this service or one of the campuses, and you can be free of it today. It always will produce guilt. Sin does. And then as a result of guilt, People handle it in different ways. Some immediately ask God, forgive me. Others blame somebody else. Others get angry. Others just get deeper and deeper into their uh, melancholy way of feeling bad about life. But you don't have to do that. And then there are those, and we're going to concentrate on you. There are those that are born again. You have committed sin since coming to Christ, of course. But you've already asked forgiveness, but you still are feeling what we're going to call guilt-free. 
or false, I should back up, you're still experiencing what we're going to call false guilt. But God wants you to be and feel and know that you are guilt free. Well, uh, recently I walked into Publix and I Googled guilt free ice cream. Um, and there, so there, there's a container right there, guilt-free. Now, what does that mean? It means that you can eat it and not feel guilty about eating it. Um, when I walked into Publix, a wonderful young man, they're so helpful, and I said, I want you to take me to some items that, are, that say guilt-free. He's like, what is that, guilt-free? I'm like, that means you can eat this stuff and not feel bad about it, all right? So anyway, uh, so here is guilt-free. This came up, according to Google. Um, it is so delicious. But then I read dairy-free, and I'm, wait a minute. How can ice cream not have milk? <laughs> dairy-free ice cream? How ridiculous. No wonder it's no good. Anyway, and so, um, but I took it home. Guilt-free. For, um, for this ice cream, you can eat it guilt-free. It only has 330 calories. Um, it costs almost $5. I had a little guilt after that, all right? So anyway, um, I took it home. I tasted the salted caramel swirl. And to my shock and surprise, it tasted quite nicely. Um, so I had to quickly dump it in the sink so I would not continue to indulge and feel guilty. All right, so then I got some strawberry cheesecake. This is guilt-free ice cream. And there is a reason, because it tastes like cardboard. That's why uh, it is horrible. Who in their right mind would pay $5 for this? Oh, good gracious. But there is a food group that anybody can eat, and I've never seen anybody feel guilty. Never. This is what it is. You will recognize it. This is, this is a, fee, a food group that I've never seen anybody feeling guilty eating them. I'm not saying you should not feel guilty because you probably should. But uh, nobody feels guilty eating Krispy Kreme. Not too long ago, I took my wife to a nice restaurant. I had a gift card. Just keep that in mind. Birthday's coming around. Uh, anyway, and uh, took her to this nice restaurant. And we were talking about dessert. If we ever get dessert, we share it. Uh, it was quite expensive, so I come up with a bright idea. Hey, we're over closer or close to Krispy Kreme in Winter Park one of the few left remaining stores in town. I said, why don't we go by there? She was all for it. I'm thinking to myself, gonna save me some money. And, uh, and plus, it's Krispy Kreme. Who doesn't like Krispy Kreme? So we drive up, we get within distance of it, and guess what? The red light is on. You know, uh, red light. It's like the red light district. It says stay away. But anyway, I was drawn to it. Uh, saw the red light on, went in. Nobody was like, 
hiding in the corner eating their donuts. They were all happy. I was happy to be there. I was so happy. I was walking around. I hadn't been there in a while, seeing the, the wonderful just-made donuts drop down on that tray. Brown, headed toward this waterfall of white icing. It was like a heavenly stream. I was like, this, I took pictures of it. I was like, this is incredible. And so we got a couple, couple dozen. And so, uh, no, we only, I think we ate two a piece maybe. And, and I was so excited about it. Just think about it. Hot donuts with icing. You pick them up and they're like, oh God. I felt no guilt. Matter of fact, it was the night before the fast started. I called some people. I'm like, I'm at Krispy Kreme. Do you want some? <laughs> Pastor John, I, I text him. He said, no. I was like, what discipline? He tells me that I'm going to tell on him. He, he tells me this morning, the reason I said no is because I was going out getting some food and, and my own donuts. And uh, I'm like, well, you rascal, you. I'm, I, you know, when you tell me something, I might just tell it under the leading of the Holy Spirit and the pulpit. Uh, but he was out doing his own thing. So anyway, but I was so excited and I ended up spending more money than I would have at the restaurant because I bought and delivered some hot, fresh donuts. I'm sorry if I didn't get to you. All right, so anyway, uh, but I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you, in heaven, there's gonna be a Krispy Kreme store with the red light on all the time. All right, it's just going all the time. And you gain no weight in heaven. All right, so, all right. Boy, heaven. All right, so anyway. Uh, Guilt-free. Guilt is a bad thing. Guilt is the result of wrongdoing or the memory of wrongdoing which can bring that false guilt. Uh, sin will always produce that guilt. That's why people blame others for their sin instead of accepting it. But the answer to guilt is so simple. It is forgiveness from God. It is forgiveness uh, to ourselves. It is forgiveness to others, forgiving them even before they ask, and uh, uh, allowing forgiveness to flow in and out of our lives constantly. Psalm 32 verse 1 says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. Let me go back to that word blessed. You've, you know this already, no doubt. But it simply means happy, happy. Think about it. smile right now. Happy, happy, happy. Uh, happy is the man or the woman whose transgression is forgiven. You may have walked into this building with a sad look for all you're going through. Maybe something you did or didn't do, you should have. But you can walk out of here blessed with a smile on your face. Even if you've suffered a loss, you can still walk out of here a blessed person, anything in your life that you need to ask forgiveness of, 
you can do it before you leave. And the transformation will happen immediately in your life as you believe it. The man is going to be happy whose translate or transgression has been forgiven. Uh, Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, I'm not going to go to the verse but and read it, but Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. I'm going to press on. Forgetting what things? Paul was a man that had people murdered, thrown in jail, family separated, their parents removed. He caused havoc, chaos, when he persecuted the early believers. But that was before he came to Jesus. That was before he experienced a guilt-free life. That was before he understood what life was about serving God. And he looks back and he says, I'm going to forget it. I'm not gonna drag that into my future. I'm not gonna feel false guilt every time I remember what I did. No, my focus is forward. My focus is on the Word of God. My focus is on Jesus, and I'm not going to take that with me into my future. Say amen. Now, if you did something in the past, take responsibility for it. Cover it in forgiveness and press toward the call of God on your life. You ever had anybody put you under a guilt trip? Parents, don't do this. Your kids are grown. You want them to come for the holidays. You call them up and they're like, oh, we're sorry, we can't. We're gonna be doing this. I cannot believe you're not gonna be here. And you put them under a guilt trip. And uh, that's why they don't wanna come because you're always putting them under a guilt trip. Don't do it anymore. Just pray for them. Pray God, give them the desire. But don't put people under a guilt trip. You don't want them to put you under one. Parents, I've discovered there's something about being a parent. You experience or can experience a lot of guilt. Uh, recently, one of my children called and they mentioned something about something that had happened in the past. I'm sitting in the car eating lunch and immediately, they're gonna say something about what I did, what I didn't do. Uh, I'm about to be told I should have done something else. And immediately a tinge of guilt falls over me. I was so glad when they said it was something else that I had nothing to do with. I was like, thank God. Uh, all of us as parents have felt guilt. Now listen, there is not a single perfect parent in this place. You have made mistakes and you're going to make some more. So parents, if your kids are older, go to them and say, hey, I don't want you to hold anything against me. I know that there have been times kids, grown kids have come to parents and, and we saw it a totally different way and we we're like, you're crazy. That didn't happen. But if it happened in their heart, in mine, just say, look, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Get it right. Pull it out of them. Don't let them carry that anymore. And so always be willing to ask forgiveness. I've done a lot of things that I remember that I wish I had done differently or better or not done. 
but I'm sitting here or standing here today guilt-free, absolutely guilt-free. Not a perfect parent, but I'm guilt-free because what I didn't do or did do is under the blood. It is forgiven. And so I've asked their forgiveness, so don't let it pull you down. Guilt, it's a terrible thing. Some of you that are in this building, you have false guilt. Uh, even the, the young mother or dad dropping their young child or one-year-old at the daycare, uh, you can feel guilty about that. But God wants you to know that if that's what you've got to do at this time in your life, you're going to do it. You're going to pray for them to have a great day. All things are going to work together for good for your children and uh, your life. So you look at it in a scriptural, positive way. But don't feel guilty about things you have to do. Now, Satan wants you to feel guilty, though. Even after you've been forgiven, he wants you to feel guilty. Years ago, I went to visit a man in the hospital. He had a leg amputated, and we were talking, and then he tells me something I had never heard before. He says, my leg that they took off still itches. I'm like, how could this be possible? It's called a phantom pain. It itched. And he said, there are times that I go to itch it, but it's not there. And sometimes somebody can have extreme pain when their limb, their arm, their uh, leg has been amputated. And usually, of course, people, they have a limb amputated to save their body, their life. Uh, and in the same way that a person can still feel pain from a leg that is not there any longer, so can Christians feel guilt from a sin that is no longer there. And that's what Satan wants to do. He wants you to feel guilty over a sin you've already gotten forgiveness for. It's gone, just like that amputated leg is gone. Your sin is gone. And so you don't have to feel guilt for things that are under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're not going to allow that in our lives. No, we're not going to feel guilty. We're not going to feel guilty over something we did years ago. Not going to happen anymore. Maybe you were the cause of the divorce. And if you're married, you should not be the cause of the divorce. You should do everything possible to make that marriage work. But if you've been through one, you are not to feel guilty. If you were the cause, ask God's forgiveness and you are forgiven. And when we talk about divorce or mention it, don't feel guilty. Hold your head up high. Children, small children that have been sexually abused can feel like they're the ones that caused it. They can be uh, feeling guilty over it or their parents get divorced. They feel like it's their fault. They can feel guilt. So we need to make sure that if we're in that situation, we can help somebody we speak into their lives the word of God. 
Some of you that were divorced or have been divorced, you feel like that you were a failure. You feel like, what's wrong with me? You, uh, now you don't feel like you're worthy to marry somebody good because you've been tainted tainted nothing. You're not tainted. You're a child of God. It's under the blood of Jesus Christ. Hold your head up high. Are you still with us there? Red Bug in Michigan online. A, a, a playwright in London years ago came up with a scheme. It was a terrible thing to do. He sent an anonymous letter to 20 famous men in London. And in the anonymous letter, he says, everybody knows what you're doing. If I were you, I'd get out of town. 20 famous men got out of town. <laughs> what if somebody sent you a letter saying, I know what you're doing. And that's all that was on the letter. <gasps> How would it affect you? I'm like, oh, oh. And immediately, you would feel guilty potentially, but after this service, you're never going to feel guilty again over things you shouldn't feel guilty over. And so God help us to understand this. I've, I've gotten some letters over the years, not that many, thank God, some emails where people forgot to sign their name. Uh, listen, if you've got something to share with somebody, uh, go to them. Don't write an anonymous letter. Uh, don't do that. Don't get on Google and give a bad review for the whole world to see. For heaven's sake, that's not walking in Christian maturity. So, we're going to, by the grace of God, we're not going to feel guilty over something we've already asked forgiveness over. I know that there are people in this room and there at the campuses online that have served time for a crime. You went to jail, you went to prison, uh, and you became a felon. You get out, you go fill out a job application, and there it is. There it is, a reminder of your past. And I know I've talked to people that have struggled with that. My attitude at this point is, fill it out, yes, I served time, but Jesus Christ, uh, I met him, he forgave me, I'm a new person, I'm not like that anymore. Use it as your testimony. And I've told people, oh, you're a felon? They won't let you work? Well, why don't you go start your own business and uh, you can do more or better than financially, maybe than working for somebody else. God will do it. Turn everything around for your good. Romans 8, 28 works for you as well as anybody else. False guilt is a terrible thing. Uh, you can drive up to an intersection and the light is red. You stop and here comes a man holding a sign, hungry, please help. Immediately, if you're not careful, I know I've done it before, I felt immediately guilty light turned green. And so you wanted to turn green so you can go on. I mean, what if he came to your window and just stood there and you're looking away like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Now look, I've helped hundreds of people over the years. I don't usually give money. 
I usually take them to get something to eat if they say they're hungry. I was on university one time and uh, there was a couple of guys there on the side of the road right next to a Burger King. It was about dinner time. I said, hey guys, you, you wanna, I'm going to get something to eat. You want to join me? They said, sure. So we come in, and they're right behind me in line. One of them starts witnessing to me, all right? Uh, that was a little odd. And I'm like, okay, I really should have been already witnessing to you, but apparently I look like I need to be saved. So uh, he starts talking to me, and I said, well, just so happens I'm already saved. I'm a pastor. He said, really, where? I told him over on Goldenrod, he said, oh, I used to go to your church uh, when I lived over there. So anyway, so we had a good conversation and I got him something to eat. You can give him money if you want to. Just know that you're not, you're not guaranteed what they're going to spend it on, but God's going to still bless you. So don't feel guilty either way. But here's something that I found in scripture that may help you. Acts chapter three, verse two. Peter and John, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms, uh, a benevolent, uh, charitable act towards someone, uh, money, silver, or gold. From those who entered the church, who seeing Peter and John, here he is lying on the ground, He's there every day. Here comes Peter and John. He's no doubt seen them before. He locks his eyes on them and he does what? He asked them for alms. So he gave them his attention because Peter said, look at us, look at us. And he thinks that they're gonna give him money. But Peter said, silver, gold, I don't have any. But what I do have, I'm gonna give you. And he took him by the hand and said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That day, that man received something more valuable than money. It was his health. And so, hey, if you don't have any money or you don't, that's not what you do, give somebody. They come to you, say, hey, I, I'm not gonna give them your money, but I'm gonna pray for you. And that is more valuable than money. So pray for them, just like Peter and John. Pray that God touch them, bless them, help them to get out of that situation and to be blessed in life. Well, maybe you even serve tours in Iraq and nothing happened to you, but some of your friends lost a limb or maybe a friend of yours lost their life and you've come back to enjoy life and it times you feel this false guilt for just some coming back alive, not ending up like they did. And people can experience that false guilt even from that. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's a false guilt. Uh, some people feel guilty just because they're tempted, but temptation is not a sin. And we should not feel guilty for being tempted. Let me give you a verse. Hebrews chapter four, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest, Jesus, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all. Say it with me, all. All points. Jesus was tempted in all 
points. Tempted as we are, yet without sin. And when I think about this, I'm like, uh, boy, this, this is a strain to even consider. If he was tempted in all points like we are, he was a man. You mean to tell me the village girl may have tempted him? Well, of course, because he was tempted in all points. But men, he did not yield to that, that temptation. So therefore, there was no sin. There was no guilt. And so temptation in itself is not a sin. And it will not produce guilt unless we let it. False guilt is a wasted emotion. Years ago, on a Wednesday night, about 6.45 before service started, something happened at our little church at that point that was devastating. We had Royal Rangers. We were in a small first little building that would only seat about 100 people. We had told the kids, don't go across the street to the store. But that night, three little Royal Rangers slipped away. About 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. And they got to the two-lane road at that time and two of them stopped, I believe, but one of them kept going. And unfortunately, there was a young lady, probably in her 20s, driving down that road, probably having a great evening, and all of a sudden, he steps out in front of her. She hits that child. That night, he went to heaven, and she got out of that car devastated. Uh, I was, de everybody was devastated. But thank God the child knew the Lord and thank God for Royal Rangers and, uh, that helped bring him to a place of salvation. But I've often wondered about that woman. I've often wondered, it's been all these years later now, I've often wondered, does she feel guilt? I hope not because she shouldn't feel guilt. It was an accident. She couldn't help it. She really had nothing to do with it as far as the death. She was not responsible in any way because it was an accident. I hope she's never felt a tinge of guilt. You know, there's all kinds of guilt. I even discovered there's something called white guilt. And I'm like, white guilt? I had to look that up. I'm like, white guilt? You mean I should feel guilty because I'm white? I had nothing to do with this. You know, if I could have picked out whatever, I'd have put a little more color in there, all right? So I'm like, for heaven's sakes, I'm gonna refuse to feel guilty because I'm white. Had nothing to do with it. And I, it behooves me to even ever consider anybody of color ever feeling uh, differently than what I feel. Other than good about, I'm white. Other than good if you're black. Other than good if you're Puerto Rican. I wish I had a, several mixtures in here, but it is what it is, all right? I turned out white, all right? Maybe you feel, I found out there was a thing called Catholic guilt. Catholic guilt. Now, I, I think maybe many of you were Catholics and I hope that now that you're in a spirit-filled Pentecostal church and we don't have, uh, Mary's not up here, I hope you don't feel guilty, all right? So anyway, please, you should not feel any guilt whatsoever. Uh, 
False guilt is a terrible thing. But the devil will try his best to make you feel guilty about anything and everything in your life. For heaven's sakes, let's live a guilt-free life. And when we sin or if we do something wrong, let's ask forgiveness. Let's forgive ourselves. Let's look up, hold our head up high, rejoice, and live that guilt-free life. Amen? So that means if you came in here today and you had done something that was bad, and you walked in here and you were, the Holy Spirit convicted you before service started, and you're like, God, forgive me. At that moment, you can raise your hand, smile on your face. God, I praise you. And maybe your wife knows about what you did, and she's looking over at you like, how, how can you worship after what you did? And you can look over and say, I'm guilt free. I'm guilt free. I have no guilt. None. And if you need to ask her forgiveness, now would be a good time. All right, so anyway. The last thing God wants us to feel, guilt, absolutely not. Jesus on the cross said something. He said about our sin, about the penalty of sin, he said, it's finished. In other words, your sin problem has been paid in full. You just need to appropriate it, receive your forgiveness, repent. Wow, how easy is that? How easy? Let me give you a couple verses. Um, let me give you this one. Um, yeah, I'm going to skip that one. Forget it. All right, so 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. Listen, and I'm going to, these last two verses, ah, incredible. And these are the ones I want you to walk out of here with. I mean, and let them sink into your spirit. Believe them. Act on them. Let's read them. It says, 1 John 2, 1. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. God doesn't want us to sin. But then he says, but, and if someone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. We've got a defense attorney with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole church, the whole world. Jesus is our defense attorney, not against the Father, He's not accusing us, but against the devil. He's the accuser of the brethren. So he takes up our defense. We say, Jesus, forgive me. I, it's over with. You're, you are pardoned. All right, so propitiation means to turn away deserved wrath by the satisfaction of justice. In other words, what Christ did on Calvary, he paid the full price to justify you not getting punished for your sin when you appropriate that for your life. Then I'm gonna close with this one. If we, 1 John 1, if we, the big if, the big if, here it is, the big if. If you're here and you're not born again, the big if, if you're gonna walk out of here the same way you walked in, the big if, if you're going to experience the first time in your life a guilt-free life, all the years of compounded guilt, weighing your soul down, your life down, 
All of a sudden, if you would say, Jesus, forgive me, all of a sudden, gone will be all the years and years of guilt and shame and embarrassment. It will be gone. Wow. If, if you as a believer that may have something in your life, if you just bring it to God, if those of you dragging that false guilt into your life today will say, dear Lord, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I feeling guilty over this? God, have mercy on me. Help me to never feel guilty over this again. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And I love this, to cleanse. Say it with me, cleanse. He wants to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. Cleanse you, me, all unrighteousness so that we are guilt-free. Bow your heads with us, please. Please, no one slipping out unless it's, uh, you just absolutely have to. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch every heart, every life. God, those at the campuses, those online, God, speak to hearts and lives in the name of Jesus. Help us, God. God, we've got a picture of that guilt-free life. And God, I pray that we would do right now what is necessary to walk in that freedom. God, speak to our hearts. Help us to believe your word. God, if we'll simply confess our sins, you will forgive us. You will cleanse us from all unrighteousness.